Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Welcome, everyone, to the Future Tech Podcast. My name is Josh Thomas, and I'm here with Adrian Ashley of lolly.io, L-O-L-Y.io. And uh, Lolly is a naughty, augmented reality dating app for good girls. Hello, Adrian. Hi. Happy to be here. You know, you know the uh, that's probably the, the juiciest introduction line I've ever delivered. And so I have so many questions you know, let's dig in and get started here. Um, let's let's break this let's let's break this sentence down. A naughty augmented reality dating app. Let's start there, yeah. and then let's okay. figure out why it's for good girls afterwards. Okay. Well, the the dating app is was invented at two o'clock in the morning in a Las Vegas hotel room while I was by myself. My roommate was out on a Tinder date, clearly not coming home, and I was alone. Wishing I wasn't, but had too much self-respect and dignity to go down to the bar and scrape up the dregs of the leftovers. So I start swiping on Tinder, realizing that everybody's either already hooked up or asleep. There's really no instant connection to be had there. Matter of fact, in the four years that I've been using Tinder, I've swiped thousands of times. I've matched thousands of times because not to be egotistical, I'm a pretty girl. So the, the gamification on Tinder doesn't work when you're pretty because every time you say yes, they've already said yes. Uh, and their design for their app is based on the randomness of, of getting a match. But when you're pretty, it, it goos the whole thing. Um, but the problem was there was no way to match people uh, quickly. And in four years, I've only met four people in real life. So it doesn't work. Wow. And, and Match.com, which I'm member number 21, so I have a lifetime free subscription, um, Santa Claus asked me out. Literally, it looks like Santa Claus, but without all of his teeth. Um, so you don't get the quality interaction and engagement. As a matter of fact, it's a very scary thing going through my inbox there because I just never know who's going to approach me. And and as a female, that's it's a little icky. You have your your number one naughty dating site, uh, which is Adult Friend Finder. But again, as a female, you log in. And what's the rating on this podcast? Um, a, we, we should probably stay away from too explicit material, but you know. Okay, so when you log in you are bombarded by a wall of naked photos uh-huh. and of body parts. That is not how we choose who we're going to be with either. So right. it's a very icky, sticky, makes you feel like going into an adult video store and walking into a booth that's of questionable sanitation. Again, not something that makes you feel good as a female when really you're looking for companionship. And, and what's interesting is the difference between the way that women and men um, go after these things. We're looking for 
the physical manifestation of an emotional experience. And it, it's different. And so how we decide is different. Uh, so we developed Lolly specifically um, in a very, uh, I want to say it's conservative, even though the intent is not. Uh, but really what we're trying to do is sell that instant gratification, but at the same time, we're going to give you the potential for long-term relationships. So we're using artificial intelligence to match you based on sexual compatibility. And then we use the augmented reality at live events so that if there's 500 people in the room, you can hold up the camera and it will show you and pinpoint where your ideal people are using our heat index that tells you, you know, how hot it could be. And I focus grouped a thousand good girls and I said, if you could have an eight or above on the Richter scale, would you say yes? And they all said yes. And they all want to know where to get the app. Like, absolutely yes. And the reason that they say no and they stay home on Friday and Saturday nights and they're not going out is this assumption that it's, it's not going to be great because that's been the history. Because matching is so terrible. You can't be left to your own devices to say, well, this person is nearby and their photo is kind of cute. You, you go out on a date and, and it's not. Yeah, it's and not. it's a total dud. Yeah, I, uh, I can tell you from previous experience that, you know, there's uh, the, the picture does not say a thousand words or it may say a thousand words, but it, they may be a thousand of the wrong words. <laughs> you know, but there's it, there's no substitute for actually, you know, interacting right. with a person and, you know, and it, finding out it, the real exactly. person they are in, instead of the person that they want to portray themselves to be. But it's not even that. Uh, a lot of the times I taught my ex-husband how to online date and we went through hundreds of photos and I would literally go through and be like, okay, she loves her dog more than she'll ever love you. Medicated, should be medicated. Like I went through right. all of these, like nailed them. He would literally take notes in this big book. And then he went out with all those women anyway. And I was right all the time. And he's like, how do you do that? And I said, well, it's a gift. I can read them. And so being able to read the photos and, and read the person, that's what we're training the AI to do. Because it's not that these people are not great. They just aren't a great match. So we bucket people into ice cream flavors. Because there's no bad ice cream, right? Our whole thing is to elevate the self-esteem and, and the confidence, you know, Beauty products and beauty advertising always makes people feel fat and ugly in order to sell their product. And they do the same kind of thing in dating, you know, like with the randomness factor and, you know, the, the very little success so that when you do get a success, it's like, woohoo, but you just keep trying and it programs the wrong thing. So we bucket everybody in ice cream flavors. So if I see a Rocky Road and a bubble gum don't go together, you kind of instinctively know that I'm right. And there's nothing wrong with either one of them. Matter of fact, nobody is ever rated individually. You're only rated as it applies to you as a potential couple. That's it. Give me an example here of uh, some some functionality of, of the app itself. What is it that you are using to create these ratings? You're you're looking you're analyzing the pictures in some way or how does how does it work? So there's do you remember the, the website Tickle? We're talking we're going back a decade here, but it was a fun and games website. And one of the things that I loved about it was um, my favorite quiz was what kind of dog are you? So I'm a pug. I'm a lot of dog in a small package, big personality, small, small little girl. And um, all of these types of fun personality type rating systems, people will willingly do it. They'll, they'll play these games to earn tokens, which get them upgrades on the app. And, and they'll do it not only to enhance their profile, but increase the, the ability of our AI to match them better. Plus, they put in a lot of sexual preference data. What's different also about our app is that that is your data, not our data. 
that is encrypted and logged. It's on your handset, on your device. It can only be read by our AI. Um, it's not in our database. The only thing that's ever going to be shown like on our database is very innocuous data, like name, username, and login ID. But uh, the keys are all stored on your handset. One thing I did want to say, the other piece, now I don't know if you've been living under a rock or not, but there's this thing called Me Too that make any type of encounter with anyone a little shady, a little, a little sketchy, a little dangerous at the moment. We have uh, an epidemic. I also have a lot of male friends who are really um, well-to-do, and, and they're afraid of dating because they never know what's going to happen. And then a new poll just came out where women's biggest fear about going on a, a date or an online date is getting murdered, and a man's biggest fear is that she'll be chubbier than her picture. So it just gives you the dichotomy of experience between the genders. But, but what we've done is we've created a blockchain sexual consent app that not only gives consent beforehand, but reaffirms it after. And it'll actually monitor during the encounter, if you both agree, it'll passively listen for your safe word to help you like, get out of the situation or call you and say your cat's at the vet and you got to go. Um, so you can safely exit. Or if not, it'll call the police. So as a woman... I know I'm not going to get murdered without somebody knowing, like in the moment. And as a man, that post-checkout means, you know, when you had this wonderful consensual relationship, she put the condom on, you know, she initiated, and you had breakfast the next morning and everything was hunky-dory. It was absolutely consensual and mutual. And then a week later, you meet a wonderful person who's actually more your perfect match. You start dating that person, and the first person comes back and says, you raped me, I'm going to ruin you. I cannot tell you how many times that's happened. It's, it's insane. And it, it's actually what men are dealing with that they're not really talking about so much. Women are now talking about harassment. And I'm saying, okay, great. So, so put this out there and say, if you don't have explicit consent on Lolly, you don't have consent. How and do you monitor that, though? You know, I mean, it's, uh, I, I understand. And, you know, both, both of those situations, I can certainly... Um, you know, understand that, that that's prevalent and, and it could happen. Uh, and Oh, yeah. We want that sure. to never happen. We want to, we want to be pulling the best of the best, good girls, nice guys, hooking them up so that we never have those problems. But go ahead. Well, just a couple of comments. Uh, the, based on the, the survey that you mentioned, uh, a girl's yeah. biggest fear is getting murdered. Uh, a, a guy's biggest fear is, you know, her being chubbier than the pictures. Uh, yeah. You know, I... I don't want to spark any kind of debate here, but the chance the chance that uh, you know a a lady is going to or a guy is going to show up a little chubbier than their pictures is uh, substantially right. higher than than anyone getting murdered on a date. Uh, no, and although okay, I'm no. sure it happens, you know, but it's like that no, doesn't no. happen really but, very much. You know? No, no, it, it, this is what I'm trying to explain. I'm not talking about the likelihood of something happening. Sure, I'm talking sure, yeah. about their it's, greatest that's what the fears fear. Are. It's the psychological issues that women have because this is what the media has told them. This is what we are, we are programming women to be victims, which is completely wrong. What we need to be programming women to be is leaders and self-reliant and personally responsible. We need to be giving them and feeding them different things. And the fact that this poll said their greatest fear was being murdered tells me that we are doing something very, very wrong in society because that is, I mean, it was kind of like I, I did, I was one of the founding friends of Ricky for the Ricky Lake show. Uh, we were the top 30 social influencers, mommy influencers in the world. 
And they did a, a segment. When we first started, it was like all this empowering, awesome, amazing stuff. And then the producers were like, we're not getting good enough ratings. So they switched production teams. And, and then it, it got a little bit more cheesy. And then they still didn't get the ratings they wanted. And they switched production teams again. And by the end, it was like Maury Povich or Geraldo or, you know, like, who's your baby mama? It, it was crazy. And they did a segment on how to escape from the back of a car, from the trunk of a car if you get kidnapped. Well, that only happened to four people. In the beginning, we were doing segments that were applicable to, you know, 10 million people that right. nobody was talking about. But the sensationalism, they, they brought it down to, it only happened to four people that needed to know how to get out of a trunk. And yet they're making it sound like your risk of getting thrown in a trunk and kidnapped is so high that they have to do a TV segment about it. That's the mental part that we need to correct. That's what's going on in society and on the media. And that's not true. So that's part of what we do with Lolly is this education piece. It is on safety and security and certainty. We are going to hook them up with great people who are more likely to be a positive match. And ladies, ladies who you are listening, I hope you will all listen to this. Nice guys, especially engineers, the first time you sleep with them, it might be good. The next time, it will be better. By the 10th time, it is nirvana. They're process-oriented. They're all about improvement. They care. Like, I mean, they're meticulous in execution. They're always trying to improve. It, it is the most mind-blowing aha moment. But most of the time, I mean, these are the guys that are, they've got no game. They are not getting the girl at the bar. They don't look like Brad Pitt and Thelma and so is it So is it only engineers that are going to use the app or, or guys that aren't no. attractive? Or what, do you, what is that? No. Yeah, help me no. understand. I'm going though. after all, all my girlfriends. And I have, I have a bunch. Of, and we're starting with the pre-population will be um, put in your top five that you've ever had that, that you would like absolutely recommend to an, a, an anonymous girlfriend and say, uh, he will rock your world, and go nominate those people. And then it spreads from there. I mean, we've already done a beta test. We have, you know, a good uh, 100,000 users in New York, but we don't have the AI data on those people yet because they haven't been personally vouched for. And so we're actually launching at live parties. There is a voucher system in terms of um, getting your credibility up. And then at these live events, the people who check you in will actually rate you in terms of looks. And then that's wow. that's how we're getting that's how we're doing our starting basis. Um, and then after, when you check out, you say, you know, was the it's look all scale correct? Though. I mean, you know, some some random person that's checking me in is checking me out, no pun intended, and and deciding, you know, what my rating is based on how I look. I mean, how is that? It, it's, not, it's, it's not exactly how you look. It's you well, that's know, what you said. That's why I was asking. You that, said no, they, they rate a, you on how how you look. That's only at the live events. That's one factor out of like a thousand. The the checkout pieces is more about the sexual compatibility. How good of a match did we do? What did we miss? What wasn't right? That kind of thing. And again, it's everything is subjective because two tens in looks could be a two together. They could be completely incompatible. Yeah, that makes and that's sense. The whole, that's that's my whole point. Is it's not about making the prettiest couples. It's not about that at all. It's about communication styles. If you can't. So when I said Rocky Road and, and Bubblegum, um, two of those facets that make that uh, that make those people different, you know, if one of them is a dirty talker and the other one needs a mind reader, those two personality communication types should never be in bed together. It's never going to work. It's always going to be awkward. Somebody is always 
going to feel um, wrong. And, and the whole point is to eliminate those feelings of wrongness to lead to a really satisfactory conclusion. And you can do it if you know ahead of time. And that's part of what we're doing is this personality analysis to really give people uh, an opportunity to meet people who, who will be fulfilling. You know, I, I love that you're tackling this uh, this topic, and it's it's one that we don't uh, spend enough time talking about, and that's how we end up with people being afraid of getting murdered. Seventy-five percent divorce rate for second marriages. I'm I've already been divorced once, so I'm staring down the barrel of a seventy-five percent divorce rate. I'm solving my own problem. I'm scratching my own itch. <laughs> there you go. It makes sense to me. And so it's um I I I've always thought you know, having, you know, used some of these apps in the past, uh, that uh, it's, there's something broken about it. Uh, because mm-hmm. when you were, when you were saying like, okay, well, this girl's going to love her dog more than she'll ever love you. And, you know, I can see that, you know, yep. like what a waste of time, you know, and, and a lot of them are, you know, they're, they're not smiling. They don't look happy. Um, they write mm-hmm. stuff that's like, you know, quit wasting my time. I'm not into all your lying, cheating, blah, 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 blah. You know, like who wants to talk to that person? <laughs> but they're doing that because, uh, you know, they're they're getting bombarded by unqualified prospects and they're just trying to deflect them. They're ultimately creating a self-fulfilling prophecy because those those guys that they don't like, they're just hitting up everybody anyway. And the guys that are choosing, you know, quality are going to go right past them and think, nope, too much drama for me. And so there was, it's ripe for disruption for sure. You know, Tinder is this big ubiquitous thing that everybody knows. But you're right, it doesn't work all that well. Uh, right. And and part of it is, you know, we need to know a little bit more about who this person is besides just the pictures they decide to put up. Mm-hmm. And so exactly. I'm, I'm really interested and, in, you know, we're... We're going to start running a little short on time here, but uh, could you take me through some of the, um, you know, after you came up with this uh, concept in your hotel room in Vegas, you know, what were some of the the challenges in the development that you've run into um, just very quickly? So, you know, the first thing, this is a backstory. I I wrote the book Minting the Future, and it was all about startups figuring out, do they have a blockchain idea, what blockchain to put it on, and then how to run an ICO. And this was, I started writing it two years ago. And the interesting thing is things change in like 30 days or less. It's sometimes they change in a week. It's absolutely astonishing. This entire blockchain movement, you know, to be on the bleeding edge, you would literally have to be at the forefront and leading it because otherwise everything changes. So choosing the blockchain, that was my first big issue, right? Which one do I issue the tokens on? Which one do I build the sexual consent app on? Because you are talking about privacy, you are talking about security, encryption, um, unhackability, and you know Ethereum has. I, I have personal friends who've lost altogether over a hundred million dollars in ERC twenty tokens, and it's usually through some kind of issue with a pair of multi-sig wallet. Um, and so that was that was a concern for me, and I was like, okay, so how do I fix that? How do I work around that? And then uh, I'm building the sexual consent app on Digibyte. I'm using two different blockchains, and I'm building it on Digibyte specifically because they have DigiID. They already have the verified ID piece of it solved, which people keep going, oh, we need digital IDs. I'm like, they already did that. So since they already did that, I'm absolutely using that because that helps keep all of that information, um, digital, confidential, on, on their device 
um, and protected and encrypted to where even if you have their device, you're still not going to be able to get it or figure it out. Um, and that was a safety issue when you're talking about people's preference data and especially when you're talking about people's sexual history in terms of who they matched with with check-ins and check-outs. That data needs to be logged in such a way that it's there and immutable uh, so that it does, it's not, uh, there's no go back seat. You can't change your mind later. But if a court order or the law enforcement ever need it, we need to be able to give it to them. So that's why I chose Digibyte for that piece of that. Um, and then the digital ID piece for housing your, your preference data. But when it came to the, the gamification, the monetary, the buying background checks, all those other token functionality, the ERC-20 token uh, turned out to be the better option for that. So we're actually using two tokens in one app, which is crazy awesome good. And so that was the biggest development hurdle. Um, I don't know if anybody's ever done that before. Uh, oh, the other piece of it is our Lolly app is free. The, the, um, sorry, the sexual consent app is free. It, there will never be a charge for that. It just it needs to happen, and it, everybody needs to use it. And that's why it was okay to build it on a separate blockchain when our revenue is actually on a on the ER, the Ethereum blockchain because it's always going to be free. We're just paying for that. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Now, what would, what do you see very quickly as we uh, are about to wrap up here as the future of dating apps? Uh, you know, I I know that you're taking a giant leap forward here and and adding to the functionality and the usefulness, but where do you see dating apps in the next one to five years? Well, what's interesting is Match Group uh, just offered Bumble a billion dollars, and she said no because she's a female founder building an app supposedly for female-centric. But I go on Bumble. I've never met anybody. And every single profile, I say yes to all of them because they all look like Abercrombie and Fitch models, and they're all they're too perfect, right? Like guys don't know how to put together that perfect of a profile. These are all profiles that were scraped off of Tinder, um, and I only know or suspect that, I should say. I suspect they are because my friend's profile was on there and he never put himself on Bumble. So there are a lot of bots and there's a lot of fake people. So what I think the future of dating is going to be is right now there are a lot of apps and the majority of the users are not real. So an adult friend finder, the majority of the users that are paying are men. I would say 95%. Maybe 5% of women are paying. And of the free members, you know, maybe 10% of the women are actually real. So it's very difficult to be a man in, uh, in the dating world trying to find a real woman. And that makes it frustrating as, as a woman. Um, I got, I got 10,000 views in 30 days and 500 messages saying I was the most beautiful woman they'd ever seen. And probably because I was the only real woman that they'd ever seen there. So what I think <laughs> in the next five years, uh, the, the difference is going to, to be that the acceptability of fake and bots is no longer going to be allowed. This, this concept that we're using with digital ID and actual real verification, actual handset, real person, um, and because we're doing blockchain pieces, um, there is the know your customer piece of it and, and allowing only real people to have real interactions and real encounters. Like if you're on this app and you want to talk to somebody, you have to do a video call first. And that proves there's a real human being who matches their profile on the other side of that. You're not talking to them back and forth on messages. You're not getting suckered into wire transferring them money, you know, no Western Union, none of that stuff. It, it's not capable because if you're looking at letting somebody put a piece of their body into your body, you should be willing to press a video call. 
right? And I think that's, that's where we're going in the, in the dating world is realness. And it, it will be difficult for a lot of these other apps that are out there that have so many fake people to sustain when realness becomes the wave of the future. Yeah, well said. So we're going to... We're going to wrap up for today. We really appreciate you being on here. Adrian Ashley from lolly.io, L-O-L-Y.io. Um, is this uh, available on a, a large scale yet, or is it still in beta? Uh, it's it's in alpha. We're hoping to get it approved in the app stores by Valentine's Day, which is the launch of our ICO. Token sale? I didn't say ICO. I didn't. Token sale. Crowd sale. We, uh, we do have lifetime memberships available um, on the dating platform for USA people, and then they get bonus free tokens. They don't even have to buy tokens. They can buy with a credit card. Uh, People who want to buy tokens can buy tokens on the platform as well. But we are fully compliant, uh, so it should be fine. The SEC should not be sending us a letter saying refund all your USA people because it's an actual platform. So we should be good. Excellent. Very good. Uh, Thanks very much. That'll do it for this episode of the Future Tech Podcast. We'll see you here next time. The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, both to review to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.